So, okay. This time I'm going to remember to ask, are we ready for story time? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to start the timer now. Now, first of all, we need to direct our attention to the big screen. Good morning, crew. Shipboard time is 0700 hours. The ship day begins now. The sleep was a dreamless sleep. At least you don't remember any dreams. Now that you're standing here, you don't remember any dreams. In fact, you don't remember anything. All of your memories have been wiped. You have no memories of anything that's ever happened in your life. You still retain your education and skills and abilities and even some of your personality traits. But everything else you're a blank slate. It's a new beginning. You are Bardot. You are Bosk. You are Hirap. You are Baronix. If we knew what it was we left behind, why we signed up for this, well, we'd surely be grateful. Probably the best thing we could do first is have you guys drink this. It'll clear your heads. It's very important that you keep taking your brain water every morning, first thing when you wake up. For the rest of our life. Uh, I'm afraid so, but it's a small price to pay. You would basically go into a vegetative, catatonic, maybe even comatose state. Nellius is Earth-like. It's a high-technology world with a single world government with high ambitions in terraforming, trade, services, and monopolizing. They dream of an era that has Nellius as the capital of the galaxy, or at least this arm of it, and their biggest company, the Dulos Corporation, has a household name in every system. It's your first day on the job. We do freight work. We pick up shipments at one system, take them to another. For whatever reason, you went to an office somewhere, signed up for Dulos. They gave you a prof they did a profile on you, decided that you had skills that were going to be valuable to them, and you basically sign the rest of your life away. I know that sounds drastic, but it's actually a pretty good option if your alternative is bad enough. Why would I choose to do this? And what could be so bad that we wanted to have our minds erased? And did we know what we were getting into when we decided to do this? Not only that, why is this guy Jex flying the same route for the last six years? I mean, is it that great of a job? Maybe we should pay close attention to find out if it seems so great. Mm. I think I'd say I don't trust this guy, but I have no reason not to trust him or to take any extreme action. Right, yeah. Until I know more. I wish we could find out more. I feel like at the first base bar, we should try to do some research on the organization that we're showing you on the ship. Because it's probably wrong information if any, and it might be locked. Who's That's true. So yes, obviously I have audio issues and it's why you're now near the camera this time so that I can uh, pick you up better. Um, I know nothing of audio processing to try to clean that up and it's really too bad. I tried a whole bunch of things to try to clean it up and I just couldn't. 
Um, okay, and I also wanted to cover a quick handful of things that we are going to retcon. For one, the doors do not open automatically. You push a button and the door on the ship opens. Okay, easy enough. We are also retconning that uh, you asked what was in the locker, and I told you it's got jumpsuits, it's got shoes. Okay, strike that, work boots. Okay. Easy enough, work boots instead of shoes. Um, and the biggest one probably, the main airlock has a decon shower, a decontamination shower. I think that makes a whole lot more sense than having to clunk, 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 all the way up to the mist, to, uh, to the mister to uh, get decontaminated. So yes, the main airlock does have a decon shower. And um, the more I thought about the question you asked, the more I thought, okay, yeah, there's one patch that says Dulos Corp. Dulos Corporation. There are not any on the shoulders. Um, and then, yes, your name on this side. And I'm changing it that the captain's bunk is in his office. Okay. The, um, the office attached to the bridge, that's where the captain sleeps. And that actually is my own reasons why I'm changing that. Ooh. There we go. We are back on the bridge. And it is about 6 p.m. ship time. Okay, so it's getting to be evening. You guys just left Tababaris, um like three hours or so ago. So you are now back on the ship, and Jex says that we have now crossed into deep space. So it is time to begin our jump to Dalla, to the Dalla system. Um, and um, then you guys are going to get some dinner after you, uh, after you do the jump. Now, jump space. In Traveler, it's a very specific thing that's different from a lot of other sci-fi universes. In Traveler, they talk about how you are traveling in a, basically a bubble of boiling hydrogen. Now, I know that, for instance, in Star Wars, when they make the jump to hyperspace, it's got the stars that fly by. Very similar for Star Trek. Um, in Dark Matter, they're going through like a tunnel, a kaleidoscope of colors and such. Yeah. Um, seems like everybody's kind of got their own vision of what traveling faster than light would, would be like. I figured I would share with you um, the show Stargate Universe, I think, is closest to the way Traveler describes it. So, one more quick video. We're going to see what a jump space, hyperspace, whatever looks like in Stargate Universe, including what happens to you when you are on the ship. Rush! Listen, Eli, help me find him. What? Design is clearly ancient, in the truest sense of the word. Launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. Doctor Rush, faster than light, yet not through hyperspace. What are you doing? Who knows how far it's traveled? Doctor Rush.
guys are free to see it in your heads any way that you want. But as I watched Stargate Universe, I was like, man, the way they're describing this works is like exactly the way it's written in the Traveler book. So you guys can visualize it however you want. That's what I had in mind when I did all of this. Now, we need to talk about the, well, as Han Solo would say, the jump into hyperspace, but um, the method of getting into jump space. You all have a job when we go into jump space, okay? The way this is going to play out, is this even the correct list in front of me? Yes, it is. First of all, the guy at navigation is going to plot the course, okay? So we are going to make this faster than light journey from one star system to another. It takes a week, by the way. You guys will be in jump space for a week. But it starts with you, the navigator, plotting the course. Now, once you have the course, it gets passed over to communications. Communications now has the heading that we're going to head out at, and he sends out a signal that alerts all vessels in the area that we are about to come trucking through this way. So we are jumping in a few seconds, and this is the, the direction we're going. If anybody is out there, you better let us know now. Okay? Then sensors is going to confirm that the path is clear, that we are clear to jump. There will be nothing in our way. And then ship systems is going to report that he has a green board, that all ship systems are ready for jump. And then the pilot will make the actual jump into jump space, okay? Now, this being a tabletop role-playing game, obviously every one of these things we're going to have a dice roll. So when you plot the course, you're going to do that by rolling a 2d6. What's going to happen is I'm going to write down the number that you rolled. And then I have a secret formula I'm going to make, I'm going to use over here. When he rolls the beacon announcement that we're about to take off, that is again a dice roll. And I'm going to jot down the result. When sensors says, uh, when, when she does the sensors check, it's going to be with a roll. Then you make your roll for ship systems. Then I'm going to do a little quick math here, and then I have a modifier. And then when you make that jump into jump space, when you make that roll, I am going to apply the modifier, and we're going to find out if it was a successful jump or not. I know this all sounds a little complicated, but it'll make sense when we do it. Sometimes the jump will fail immediately, and you will fail to go into jump space. Sometimes it'll be something that happens a few days later, and sometimes you won't find out that it was bad until you actually exit jump space, and you are at the completely wrong star system, or you're outside the galaxy or something like that. So you won't always know, but I'll know. I got the numbers written down here, and I will manipulate the story accordingly. So, as I said, first we need navigation. So I want you to use our brand new official Traveler Dice. Um, you are going to roll me a 2d6 with your official Traveler Dice. Ten. That's... Oh, that's right. Yes, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention those. Good catch, Eric. So yes, you, you add your astrogation plus two on that one. Comms, you need to send out a signal. He is just giving you the bearing, the, I mean the heading. You're going to send that signal out and make sure everybody knows that they need to get out of the way. So give me your roll with... Um, that's right, you use your contact modifier, which is zero. So it's just a natural roll. 
send out the signal that we're about to come flying through. Ship sensors, I need you to do a scan with your ship sensors modifier, which is zero at the moment. <clears throat> do that scan. Nine. Nine. All right. Now, um, ship systems, um, you can use your, um, oh boy, I, I was, I was going to say use your ship systems modifier, but you're going to need some help here. So let's say you can use your engineering modifier of plus two, which gets a four. Okay. Now, I am doing a little secret math here. Oh. I, I hope we don't blow up. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Lot, I'm sorry, Bosk. You, everybody has now done their jobs, and it's time for you to make the actual jump. Now, I have a question for you as the pilot. When you make the jump, is that a, a button that you push? Is it a switch that you flip? Is it a few switches? Or is it like Han Solo, where he grabs the levers and slowly moves them, and you guys go into jump space? Um, what do you think is the way that this ship works? Um, the levers. The levers, so um, go ahead and give me your roll. Oh, I'm sorry, with your pilot modifier. Five. Five is with the modifier? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we are playing this game with the training wheels on. So, yeah, so I'm going to say um, that you did a lot better than five. Um, do you guys see how this worked? Do you remember who had the low roll? Right. So, very good chance, I mean, with a roll, with a jump roll as low as five, with that engineering roll, it could, <laughs> if, if, like she said, it might just break down and you guys don't even take off. <laughs> right now we're doing the game in easy mode, just so you guys get a feel for it. Um, but I'm going to be taking off the training wheels in the next session or two, and you guys are going to be stuck with the consequences. So... The way I'm thinking about this, he made the roll, I said it's going to be successful, is we are entering jump space in, do your levers, entering jump space in three, two, one. And we are now in jump space. Okay, now, what did Jack say that everybody should do once we've gotten ourselves in the jump space? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So everybody want to go um, nice and slow and orderly to the galley lounge for some dinner? Is there anything anybody wants to do first? Okay. So you guys head down to galley lounge and start uh, taking your places at table. Um, and um, going up to the dispensers, of course, to uh, get some food. Now, um, we talked last time about what everybody might like to get for um, food. We don't, um, I was thinking this time we'd ask what beverages are probably available on the ship, but if anybody um, wants to say what they're going to have for dinner, um, Jax is going to have that uh, beef stroganoff that, he, uh, that I mistakenly said he'd be having for breakfast. So he goes up and goes to the uh, menus. And uh, the bag drops out, tears the top off, there's steam coming out. He grabs one of the little sporks out of bin, starts eating it, and sits down at the table. 
Um, anybody else have any ideas for what they might have for dinner? I think I'm going to, since I don't know what I like, go through the menu alphabetically instead of randomly. Okay. So whatever is first for dinner entree. Albatross roasted, something like that. Sure. I don't know, what's, what's a dish that starts with A? Hardbark. Do people eat hardbark? I have no idea. How do you prepare that? Is that a broiled or stewed? Asparagus. Alligator. Now there's even a restaurant here in town where you can get alligators. So you get a a Cajun alligator rice and beans kind of a dish. Did I say dish? It's a bag with a spork. Anybody else want to say what they'd be having for dinner? No? Okay, well then let's talk about what beverages are available from these dispensers. Obviously there's water, and I've already said that there's coffee. Um, what, what are some other beverages that they might have available on this show? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is a good one. Probably a variety of teas. There could be some teas, yes. That would be, uh, I, th I would think all of these would be, because it's not like the replicator on Star Trek where there's an endless amount. There would be like a, you know, like maybe four tea selections that you could get hot or iced, and sooner or later you'll run out. So if you have a favorite, um, it's interesting you mentioned that one. Would you like to try an iced tea with your sure. alligator? What? Um, I don't know much about teas. What would be a, a tea that starts with A if you just wanted to? I mean, I'm, I don't know if there is one. I'm sure there's only like four tea expert or the teas that start with A. There's like the whatever the. It's like a kai or whatever the oh, berry is. All right. Okay. I mean, a kai. All right. Sure, you can try some iced akai tea. And now, <laughs> now we know that there is a kai tea on this ship available. All right. Anybody else have any drink drink suggestions? Uh, juices. Good. Juices. Good. Yep. Like fruit juices. Fruit juices. Probably want have something to avoid scurvy, getting scurvy. Oh yes, oh yes, scurvy, very bad. As a matter of fact, A is for apple. It would be apple juice. So they would surely have the common fruit juices available. That's a good one. But I'm wondering. I know there's also people. Who, I know there's also people who juice like vegetables. So maybe they might even have some uh, vegetables. Um, juices. Like, I don't know. Would anybody sit down to a tall, cold, refreshing glass of celery juice? People drink carrot juice. Carrot juice, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's a brand name, though. They might just call it tomato cocktail drink. Yeah. Synthetic tomato cocktail. Now, surely it'd be real to some extent. Okay, so I have a question for everybody. Sitting around the table, Eating your dinner, drinking your alligator juice. Did I confuse some things there? Bit confabulated. Um, drinking your acai tea and eating your acal uh, your alligator with beans and rice. Um, what would you guys be discussing over dinner? You think? How about if we just go ahead and do the recap right there?
Can we do two or one? I am going to allow everybody to train two skills during the week. Let me further explain here that remember what I said, that if you were to try to ride a horse, you would roll with a horse riding modifier, which if you're not trained in it, it's a minus three. So there's a good chance you would lose control of the horse, get thrown off the horse. So when you guys get your first point, it's not going to start off a plus one. It's going to be a zero. But zero is a lot better than minus three, right? Mm -hmm. That's why, like, for your jobs, you guys have zeros. So I would heartily recommend, and it's why I gave you two skills you can train, I would heartily recommend that you train your bridge position. Mm -hmm. Let me throw in one more thing for the boys here. If you guys wanted to train, both of you train the same type of melee weapon, I might allow you guys to graduate faster like let you have two points each, because you'd be like training with each other down in the cargo bay, right? Like, you guys have a couple of swords, you guys would be like sparring with the swords, right? Mm -hmm. So you could actually train that a bit faster. Has everybody put in their final votes? Mm -hmm. So, Bardak, you say that this week you are going to be studying ship systems and investigation. Yes. Okay, Bosk. This week, you are going to be studying explosives and practicing, probably sparring with him, unarmed melee combat. Okay? Hira is going to be studying sensors and learning about streetwise. And Baronix is going to be practicing melee unarmed combat, unarmed combat with um, Bosk and studying your contact. Everybody, that's what I got for everybody? Yep. Okay, when I hit save, you can't take it back. Okay. okay. All right, so you guys are going to spend the next week doing... Oh, whoopsie. You guys are going to spend the next week in jump space. You are going to be studying, training, um, and leisure activities, and that sort of thing. Now, Hira mentioned that she is getting sleepy and she might want to head for her bunk. Is anybody else heading for their bunk or are you going to squeeze in some leisure time before sleep time or what is your plan exactly? Maybe um, the two of you sneak away and have a conversation. What do you think is really going on here or whatever. Um, what does the rest of this night, which in the game is July 15th, year of the Imperium, 1105, what are you guys going to do with your evening now that your day is done? I'll probably go to bed and go home. Yeah. I think going in the ship. Okay, you're going to wander the ship a bit. So, you head for your bunk, you're heading for your bunk. I'll, I'll uh, just watch something. Oh, in the uh, galley lounge? Yeah, and you think you're going to watch a movie, or maybe a nature documentary, or some old Doctor Who, or what, what does Veronix enjoy watching when he's all by himself? Uh, watch a movie. Okay. Now, Jax is headed back up to the bridge. You guys have headed for bed. He's chill out. Well, I'm not going to bed yet. I'm going to oh. read a little on the data pad. Okay, all right. So you're laying in your bunk. Is your curtain open or closed? Closed. So you hit your bunk and what, just go to sleep? Or are you staring up at the light? Or? 
Yeah, I just want to go to sleep. Get ready for a early day of learning and training. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you're kicking it and watching something, and did we find out what you're watching? Um, oh, that's right. You said I'm okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. So do, do I have to be at the console to learn about the sensors? I will say there is some reading material that, like, you have a copy of, like, the manual for that console. So, Jax is on the bridge, as I said, and he's just kind of um, kicking it. He's just kind of sitting there listening to the bridge sounds uh, before he um, goes off to his bunk here in a little while. Being on jump space means the ship is more or less on autopilot. When we are in jump space, we get no communications for this whole week. We have no contact to anything on the outside. We are in this bubble of boiling hydrogen, catapulted through space, and there is no contact with the outside. We're not, and you can't see anything either. You can try to run a sensors scan and nothing will show up because your entire reality is here in this bubble. Um, but he's just kind of up there, kicking it on the bridge, thinking his thoughts. Now, I'm intrigued by um, Bosk saying that he would wander around the ship. So, let's all just give you the floor for a moment. What, what do you mean by that? What are you going to be doing? This sounds interesting to me. I think looking the lockers in the locker room. Okay. There's a problem with that. They're locked. Hence the name. Jax has the key. And Jax is just sitting at his console up there, thinking he thinks, and even nodding off a little bit. Well, look what's in the engineering lab. Okay. So you like just kind of going, going around and learning more about your environment. That's good because when it comes time for um, having to run around the ship and get somewhere quick, you're already you're going to be the one who knows your way around the best. Okay. So you're uh, looking around engineering. You're looking around the lab. Okay. Is that about it. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Bosk is wandering around, you're watching a movie. Um, Jex is, um, he's nodding off and he's going to go ahead and, and uh, head on into the office, not to, that you guys didn't necessarily know that. And I think I'm going to call it there, that that is the end of the first day. There was morning and there was evening, and that was the first day. So um, the next morning, you're all going to wake up. Um, you're going to um, um, perhaps stop into the fresher, um, but one way or the other, you know that the first thing you are supposed to do in the morning is? Rainwater. Rainwater. So um, the uh, ship wake-up call will go out at 7 a.m. So unless somebody was awake earlier than that. Um, I think Hero will get up early. Oh, why is that? Well, she's going to go drink her brain water, and she, she just has this desire to go for a run. 
Okay. So, what I is it? I also wake up early since I went to bed first. <laughs> yeah. And I do, if I'm up early enough, I wonder can I take the brain water to the lab? To the lab? Take and the do an analysis of it before I drink it. Hmm. Okay. That's an interesting idea. What about uh, you guys? Um, do you think um, you'll be getting up early, or do you think that um, you will be um, um, awakened by the captain's wake-up call? I would want to wake up early. Wow, we got a bunch of early risers here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um, what would you guys be doing with your early time? I will drink my brain water and then get dressed. Okay. Um, there we go. So is all we have is the jumpsuit? We don't have any, like, workout clothes or... Just the jumpsuit. And only one. No. Two of Oh, okay. You've got. I can do laundry. Yeah, you probably got. <laughs> you probably got two or three, maybe four. Okay. Um. Hmm. When I'm wearing the jumpsuit over yesterday to do my run. Okay. I'm trying to think of um. So. I assume you would kind of try to be stealthy. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Get up early. Yeah, it sounds like everybody's up early, though. Do you really want to be seen doing this? Mm, I wonder how much earlier I would have gotten up. Yeah? Do you think you well, would have... went to bed at, like, what, 8? 7? Well, it depends on how long you guys were sitting around the table. Um... Do you have any concern about putting a company substance into a company analyzer? I mean, as far as we already discussed last time, that yeah, a distress signal comes in and it's logged. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should. Is there... Hmm. Oh, okay, I'll wait on that. But maybe I will investigate. How about this? How about I investigate the likelihood of me being able to take a sample of the brain water off the ship when we get to the Dallas system? Hmm. How might you go about that? Let's see what kind of storage containers there are. Maybe see what other some things I could maybe hide it in when I take it off the ship. See. I might try to order two brain waters in the morning to see if the ship has any alarm or any kind of warning saying like I'm drinking too much even though I might just say it was an accident or someone finds out I'm bored down here. How might you try to come up with a container? Poke around engineering, the lab, kind of see if there's anything just lying around 
go in the locker. I don't think there'd be something in the lab. That might not be missed. Okay, the only problem I see from a narrative point of view is that you are sneaking around to do something that everybody at the table here is hearing you talk about. <laughs> um, but that's just a narrative niggle, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, let me think a moment. I want to innocently lay the groundwork. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, and. Where do you think would be your best chance of finding a container? I think in the lab. You know what, just to keep everything legit, um, give me a roll. 1D. 2D. Alright. <clears throat> you do manage to find a little jar, a little sample jar with a stopper that goes on the top of it. So, um, did you drink your brain water already? Okay, so are you going to go back to the dispenser and try to get another one? I think I want to get try to get two of ones. Well, I can go back. Yeah, you said you already drank, that's why yeah. I asked. Yeah, I'll go back and see what happens when I try to order something. Okay, um... And we've got some other early riser people that were doing some various things. Yeah, but I've got the thing on them. Um, right, yeah, <laughs> in the galley lounge. Does it only work in, in the galley lounge? Can I? Yes. Oh, okay, because I was going to say yeah. go in the cargo bay or something. Yeah, but it's just something that works in the galley lounge. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'd be like right there by the dispensers. <laughs> Well, it's not exactly right by. I mean, this galley lounge, if it's got a table well, that big, true. it's at least bigger than this living room. Now, you can hear the world outside you, but you can also hear the sounds, you know. It's like anything else. There can be background noise, so it would be more enjoyable when there is no background noise. Okay, so you're going to give me a roll, and I'm not going to tell you exactly what it's for. Another 2d6. Okay, here's what some GMs do about sevens. You can either fail, or you can succeed with a complication. Mm. I'll succeed with a complication. Okay, so just stop me if I'm stepping on your toes here. So you go into the galley lounge, and you see that Hira is over here doing a, a run, and you go over to the dispenser, and you stick the container in there, and you hit the button just as she opens her eyes and sees you. So, I will now let you tell me what you would do in that situation, if anything. I would say, oh, I already did this, so I just hit the wrong button. Pour it down the drain and order something else, like a cup of coffee. Okay. Wait, what were you just trying to do? Just one cup of coffee. I just hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite believe you. I don't care. Did I say already I did drink my brain water? Uh, well, after I 
suggesting you go into the belly lounge and eat breakfast. After you. After you drink your brain water? Yeah, but I already oh. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. We got all the time. Yeah, because I, I don't quite believe it, but I, I, I guess I'm just thinking that. So you're not confronted? No. All right. Well, because I mean, why would why would I trust any of these people on this ship? I mean, I, because I would think here of it would be watching everybody on the ship, you know, closely. I mean, we've already, you know, kind of had a side look at at Jax. Um, and so, you know, that was odd what he did. So. Now I'm, I'm like, just trying to play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> I want and so, an opportunity to learn more. I think Hero will be an observant kind, so she's looking at all three of them, all four of them. Okay. I'd be very su suspicious of that boss dude. It seems like all he wants to do is eat. Yeah. <laughs> and blow stuff up. To the detriment of his shipmates, not yeah. learning his ship skills. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I was kind of sorry I, I, that you guys didn't have C4. I wanted to see how it would play out if you blew that family to smithereens, you know. Yeah, the door came off, and there's a bunch of hair teeth and eyeballs all over the place inside. I guess we'll never know what happened. Okay. Well, um, so we're still passing a week in jump space here. I did want to talk about whether or not anybody is maybe, um, I mean, surely during a week you would find yourself conversing with one another. Um, perhaps even, um, so you guys are both sparring, right? So probably every day you guys are arranging to go down to the cargo bay and spend some time sparring, right? Yeah, and you know what I'm visualizing? A couple of guys who are sparring all the time. Oh, man. Surely somebody got a black eye somewhere along the line. I want both of you to roll a 1d6. One. Oh. Three. One. One. So, dude, you ended up getting a black eye. So, um, Veronix, yeah, left is good. Veronix now has a, a black eye on the left. And I'm sure both of you have some bruises and that sort of thing. But yeah, now, Veronix, you're walking around with a black eye because uh, you said, all right, attack me, come as fast, <laughs> you know. Uh, I didn't mean that hard. And so you've, uh, you ended up with a black eye, okay. Um, and then as far as, I don't know the list in front of me, investigation. And streetwise. Yeah, I mean, I would think that that would be a lot of reading. You're probably reading some forensic CSI kind of stuff or whatever. Mm. Um, and you're probably, um, I don't know, what? I I'm thinking maybe, what if you had like some kind of, uh, would it be an atlas or a compendium of various street terms on different planets or various um, maybe negotiation tactics? Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think Streetwise would also include watching people and how they behave in certain situations. Okay, fair yeah. enough. See if somebody's, you know, what, what the TSA does, where they're yeah. supposed to recognize a tick or something, and someone's nervous or someone's. Mm. 
So that episode of Dark Matter where he, uh, uh, Ryo Ishida is congratulating the graduating class of his inner guard, and as that gal is standing there, she notices one of them is sweating. And he reaches out to shake that guy's hand, and she tackles him, and come to find out he was wearing a poison yeah. ring. So, like that sort of stuff? Reading people and that sort of yeah. thing? I might be reading about getting people to give away, like questioning, how to question somebody without them knowing oh. what I'm trying to get at. Like uh, discrete interrogation yeah. methods. Nice, nice. Okay. Okay. All right, so yeah, it sounds like you guys are having a very interesting week. Well, and I kind of want to know what Jex is doing while everybody's asleep. Okay, Jax spends a lot of time on the bridge and a lot of time in his office. Um, obviously, running a ship involves a lot of paperwork, um, but he's also, um, he doesn't really force himself into relationships with people on board the ship. I mean, he hangs out where he hangs out, and if people talk to him and make friends with him, fine. Otherwise, hey, I'm your boss, and I will be for the next three months, and if we never see each other again, hey, that's fine, too. So is there anybody who might want to sidle up to Jex and be friends with him or be friends with him or anything like that? Yeah, I might have some casual conversation with him. We won't, there's not a lot of small talk and we don't remember anything. Yeah. I've been asking him about the places we're going to go and I've tried to get him to be able to talk to me. Yeah. What's the DAO system like? Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Veronix, you were saying that you might spend some time chatting with Jax? Yeah. Um, that's right, you're studying contact, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, you might spend some time hanging out on the bridge, learning your console better, and since Jack spends a lot of time on the bridge, you two might get start getting to know one another a bit. Okay, so that's two people who are kind of striking up a bit of a relationship. Um, there will actually be a modifier in certain roles in the future where this will be determined, or where it will be a determinant, that it will make a difference. Okay. Um, let's see. I also wanted to cover, uh, yeah, but we kind of did. Um, has anybody discovered anything that comes out of the food dispenser that's turned out to be a favorite of theirs? No. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I get a grilled cheese? Doesn't mm -hmm. exactly work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like you're going to open the bag and there's a sandwich in there. It's a bag of food, you know. There's no burritos, no sandwiches, no. Remember, even his waffles, it had to be, they were like little waffle cubes. It was mixed up with some butter and syrup in there. So, well, um, how would I study explosives? Oh, I'm sure oh, that there's very good manuals on explosives. So how many are, like, different types of guns are going to have? Well, this is a very basic kind of a ship. So the way I figured it was there is going to be six, there are six rifles on board. In case you guys were, like, boarded by pirates or something, they would provide you with something to protect yourselves with. 
Um, but then I would also figure there would be six handguns, so that everybody would have a handgun if you were entering into a potentially hostile situation. Um, and then that's pretty much it. I might include some explosives, um, some C4 or whatever. You've got three Stargate or two Stargate fans here, and on Stargate they use C4 for a lot of things. Um, they put it on tacos, so I mean C4 is a big part of that show. So um, how about the non-lethal? Do the rifles have non-lethal settings? No, this. Um, at the moment, on this ship, we are not dealing with phasers and stuff like that. These are not energy weapons. They are ballistic weapons, slug weapons. Slugs. So, um, I mean, I... Uh, one There's of the, no rubber bullets there. Right, right. Uh, one of the rifles that he wanted was a rail gun, and I almost allowed that, but I realized that there was other aspects of the rifle that made it impractical for this campaign. But... This is all about if you and your dad keep coming back. I don't know. It's kind of spoilery to say that you guys are not always going to work for the Dulos Corporation. You someday, it might be months from now, who knows? You someday might very well have your own ship. And then you will pretty much be able to have anything you want. Right now, you have company restrictions. Uh, Wesley brought up the other day something about, does our ship have weapons? And I said, no, because a Dulos Corporation transport ship is basically a UPS truck in space. <laughs> and UPS trucks don't have weapons on them, do they? <laughs> and you said the UPS, the UPS doesn't have the giant That's right. That's right. So you guys, right now, you work for a company, you wear a company uniform, and you have what the company supplies you. Is there like machine guns? The yeah. Did you um, if you look if you look at the rifle that I posted, it is fully automatic. It's got all the stats printed there, and yes, it is a fully automatic weapon. So that if you guys get attacked by giant space bugs, yeah, <laughs> they're going to be able to go all men in black on their butts. So. <laughs> Or no, more like aliens, where they had those big machine guns oh, they yeah. could tear those guys up with. Better hope they don't bleed acid. Um, so here's what I say. Is we're three minutes to a bio break. We should go ahead and bio break now, and then you guys are going to be, the week will be over, and you will be approaching the station that you guys are headed for. How does that sound? Good. All right, so I'm going to stop the timer now, and we will bio break. Well, now, before we come out of jump space, can I sneak around on the ship at night? Now that I have started the timer, that is a good idea. Sneak around the ship at night. What does that consist of? So, well, I kind of want to go to the bridge first and, you know, be incognito. <laughs> While Jack's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And see if he's actually sleeping. Now, he would have his door closed, and if you hit a button to make the door open, that would be kind of loud to try to sneak in there. Oh, unless, well, I'll let you. Is that just into the office, or is that to the bridge, too? It's into the office. But I would say that the bridge door is one of those doors like the galley lounge door. It's pretty much always left open. 
But yes, now his office door, if he was going to go to bed at night, he would surely close his office door. So what do we got? We've got a large piece of metal that slides. It uses hydraulics and power and that sort of thing to slide open at just the push of a button. So I guess I wouldn't go into the office then, because I don't know if Jax is a heavy sleeper or not. I don't think there'd be a way to open the door. What would five do? Well, she would hack into it, but... Could turn off the power, and then there would be no hydraulics. Or she's locking in. I don't know how. I don't know how likely it would be to. Yeah, I would turn off it. the power and see if I could open up the door manually. Okay, there is one problem. You have no tools. Oh. So, I figured that would have, it would have come up by now. I figured that you would go poking around the lab and find various implements that might be used for hacking kind of stuff. Okay. Little screwdrivers and that sort of thing. So yeah, I go to the bridge and I kind of assess the situation and then go back to the lab and see if I can, because um, I'm probably not going to find the exact tools that I want. I will say that you will. Okay, so let's see. Um, so first you're going to investigate the panel. Give me a roll. What modifier are you going to add to it? I would think electronics. All right, give me a 2d6 with your electronics modifier. 11 plus 2, 13. Oh my, yeah. You look at this, and picking this lock is going to be easier than picking your teeth. Okay. So, you're going to go down to the lab, and now I won't make you roll at it, because it's going to be easy. So you grab basically you know, whatever it is that would be basic for a hacker. Um, now, um, you go back up to the bridge, to the office door, and now you're going to use the tools to attempt to hack it to accomplish what? I, I think I want to shut the power off but the door. But be able to turn it back on again. Yes. Okay. Well, again, we're doing this easy mode because I would argue that... You would also need to cut the hydraulics because in the event of power loss, you would think that the doors would pretty much just stay shut. But we're in easy mode for these first couple of sessions, so we'll leave that out. Just give me a roll. Um, I have an internal modifier, and then you apply whatever modifier you think is um, appropriate to try to hack this door. Well, I assume this is a... An electronic door. Mm -hmm. So, but is it a computer, or is that something different? It's computerized as well. You could, um, I would say, do either one. Again, we got training wheels on for now. All right. Well, then I'll just use the electronic modifier. Okay. Eight plus two ten. Okay. Um, the power is cut, the hydraulics are cut, but not cut-cut, and um, you could probably 
very quietly slide that door open. Okay, I'm gonna slide the door open. Okay. Inside, you see a bunk, and you see a man sleeping in it. He is not snoring. And you see a desk with a tablet, a whole bunch of papers, um, and there's an object that you don't quite recognize, and it's, um, it's about this big around, and it's a cylindrical, and it's got a flat bottom and a flat top, and it's got a cutout in the side of it, and it looks soft and plushy. And um, you hear Jax make a little, and he rolls over. He is now facing into the room. You know, he's laying on his side facing into the office. <laughs> Alright, so I would say that that would require a stealth skill. And you, don't, don't you don't have a stealth skill, so you can roll on it, but I'm going to give you a minus three, because you don't have the skill. So you better be sure that that's what you want to do. Is there at any point that he's not in his office or on the bridge. Oh, there's plenty of times. I mean, he goes okay. and has a mist in the morning, etc. But there's a lot at stake. So I'm just at the door of that. Yeah, you're peering around inside. You said you wanted to make sure he's sleeping in his bunk. He is sleeping in his bunk. If you want to make a suggestion, I will allow you one suggestion or opinion. Maybe take or check the tablet. And close the door and look at it. We have three months to figure things out. And it's only one week. Yeah, yeah I'll close the door and, and fix it. Take the stuff back to the lab. Okay, Maybe so around the lab. You're going to slide the door shut and then you're going to do what? Fix the door. Give me a roll. And I'm using my electronic modifier. Okay. Five plus two is seven. You've got a choice. You either fail at fixing it or you succeed with a complication. <sighs> with a complication. Okay, you manage to fix, and when you do, it goes beep, beep, beep. And then you hear him stirring on the other side of the door. And then the door opens, and he's standing there looking at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> Hello. I'm fixing the door. He wants to know what you're up to at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, I was 
coming to uh, look at the sensors and I had a question so I was going to open your door and wake you up and ask you my question. Give me a roll. 2d6 and a modifier. 11. Okay, he relaxes a bit and says, alright, I understand when the I just had an idea when I was asleep, and so I... Okay, I understand you're still adjusting to the brain water in the process, um, but I'm tired. Can we maybe discuss this in the morning? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. And he hits a button. He looks annoyed, but he hits a button. The door closes, and he presumably goes back to bed. So I'm going to go to the lab and put the stuff away. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid those are in lockdown for the moment. Besides, it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to try any uh, potentially disastrous <laughs> actions before we say I just want to oh, that's right. say, I'm sorry. For, in the course of the week, I want to, in my duties, to pay attention to see if there's any way to determine what type of surveillance equipment there is on board. Like internal surveillance. Like if you're being watched. Yeah. Okay. That's a very interesting subject. You at no point during that week find any obvious cameras or listening. Um, and really, uh, tell me more about what you mean by that. Well, I'd like to see, one, are we being watched? And if so, is there a way where we could tap into that system? Mm-hmm. Maybe have a, a way where we could watch how we're being watched. Or watch, for me to be able to watch and how would you go about that? Why well, be? I assume I have all sorts of jobs where I'm fixing things. I'd be looking for conduits. Okay. You know, is there wiring that would suggest something? Is there, you know, anything like that? Yeah, or maybe subroutines that would say like something's being recorded or. Because hmm. I guess I didn't ask either, is the intercom audio only? Yeah. Okay. So there's no visual. No. Not like Star Trek. Right. So I would... Uh, yeah, I would just kind of be thinking about that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Let me make a note about that, because I can't give you an answer right now. Admittedly, you've stumbled into something I didn't think of, but let me, I know that there is an answer. Let me come back to that. Ultimately, I would like to see if we could observe objects. Okay. Either audio only, which potentially we could turn on this intercom all the time, or 
visually, or be able to monitor the rest of the ship and see maybe there'd be a time when we could sneak in something. Okay. Go to the locker room to see if I can open the lock. So, are we talking about something that you did during the daytime, or something that you um, snuck around at night, like Hira is doing, and almost getting herself in trouble? At night. At night. Um, when you go down to the locker room, you find that they are securely locked with um, keyed locks, and it's only safe to assume that Jax has the key. Um, when you guys did your um, when you guys did the rescue thing, or the, you know, investigating the distress signal, um, you saw him unlock the lockers. So you know that he has a key. So, could I somehow, like, get a hammer and break the open It's not that kind of lock. Or, like, break the doors or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would think that it would be possible, but um, does anybody at the table want to put forward an opinion about him even trying that? What, what That's the growing company property. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the point? What do you? What would you do if you did that? Well, then let's just wait. I'm sure we'll be open at some point. You could try asking Jax what's in there. I mean, I don't want my cut taken away because you destroyed one of the weapons lockers. <laughs> and I hate to see um, Bosk get uh, thrown out an airlock or something. <laughs> Um, but is that something that you would want to, at some point, ask Jax about? Is what's in the lockers? Yeah. Okay, well that's simple enough. Um, you could ask him what kind of stuff is in there, and he would tell you that there are spacesuits, and there are weapons, and there are um, various, uh, there's various survival gear um, for surviving in various different kinds of climates for different planets. Um, but as far as something interesting, exciting, or mysterious, no, not really. It's basic ship stuff. Um, I want to ask Jax a question. Okay. What if I forget that I already took my brain water and drink two times the amount of brain water? My double, a double dose. He would tell you that you would, um, if you were to accidentally... Uh, and I just say, I've been feeling foggy a lot, especially in the morning. I can't remember if I've taken the brain juice. He would tell you that that is to be expected in the first couple of weeks. It's why they're, they're not supposed to put you on assignment so soon. It's because there's, you need to react. So if I accidentally drink a double dose, what will happen? If you were to accidentally drink a double dose, you would find yourself very tense, nervous, you would have a lot of energy, um, and, and you would find yourself um, feeling, despite the energy, you would be feeling kind of um, lethargic and unmotivated. You just kind of sit there and boil in your own juices. Okay. But no permanent damage. No permanent damage. Okay. And man, you just accidentally um, there was a scene that was gonna happen sooner or later and you just stole it away from me because <laughs> now I can't do that scene. Um so let's see here. Um 
I, I really like this this thing that you guys are doing about the sneaking around at night. Um, would you be sharing that information with each other at all? No. So you guys are complete like wall around you. You're not sharing any information with anybody. Um, well, I mean, we should. We're stuck on the ship for three months. I would think one or more of us would want to, you know, have small talk with the rest of the crew. But again, like he said, uh, I mean, we don't really remember a whole lot or anything. Wouldn't at some point one of you would say to the other something like, what do you think about all this? Do you? I would want to wait until we get off the ship to have another serious conversation about this. Okay. I would, wouldn't mind sharing it because I want to understand why I would trust anybody else. Mm. So maybe you, maybe Bosk and Bardak are in the galley lounge one day and. Bosk might say to Bardak something along the lines of, so what do you think about all of this, about this situation? And then Bardak would what? Re respond with, I don't think we should be talking about this? No. So if he were to say that to Bosk, do you think that Bosk would press or and say, oh, come on, man? Or do you think he would just kind of be like, okay, should we talk about it at um, the spaceport? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be your, the first time you guys are off the ship is at the spaceport. And I said that we were going to get to the spaceport, but we haven't gotten there yet. But that's okay. You guys are doing some great chewing. Is there any other sneaking around that you would like to um, talk about? Or does anybody have anything? I'm good. Yeah. Okay, well, we are now four minutes away from a bio break, so let's try this again. Let's take a bio break now, and then we will reach the starport, okay? As a matter of fact, who's ready for root beer and chips? Me. Okay. Everybody bring your munchie cup. These, I bought these brand new, too. I figured they, they didn't look quite so um, medieval Here, as those other munchie cups. <laughs> All right, are, are we all back? Yeah. All right. I um. So we have our Sioux City root beer, mm -hmm. and we have the new munchie cups, and today we are doing sour cream and onion Pringles. So um, the jump actually took mm, eight days and seven hours. And um, um, you guys are just kind of hanging out, or studying, or training, or whatever. We get one mark, right? Oh yes, I am so sorry. Wait, not yet you don't. Oh. Not yet you don't. As you guys are doing your various things, you hear this. And 
and uh, that weird light thing happens, or at least that's the way that I'm visualizing it. Um, and um, I will just go ahead and say that you guys um, deduce that you have just dropped out of jump space. So, now that you've heard that sound, yes, make your one mark over to the side. I don't think he's going to be able to. This, um, he doesn't have the big one. Yeah, um, just help him out over there. Here, just pull one. And do they get double for the one-armed melee? So, tell you what, yes, you guys can both have two marks. You guys can both have two marks on your unarmed combat, unarmed melee, whatever it's So we put one for each of the ones that we chose? Uh, jump two, two for melee, and then, and then one, one for explosives. Okay. And um, so the weird light thing happened. You heard that sound. And though you can probably not even tell the difference, the sound of the ship just changed. Yeah. And then there's a sound over the intercom. Mm -hmm. A voice says, now hear this. It's Jax's voice. We are approaching Dalla and Reunion Station. We will be docking in a few minutes. All hands to the bridge, please. All right, I'm going to go to the bridge. Anybody heads on to the bridge? Yep. What time of day is it? Um... Shipboard time, it's about 3 in the afternoon. Um, you guys come up to the bridge. He looks at you and says, stations, please. So you guys all take your spy. Um, and he taps the comm on his ear. And he's um, patched in, I'll just tell you, he's patched into the contact station. Because you've never done a docking. He taps his comm and says, Reunion Station, this is Dulos Transport DFT 7118 requesting permission to dock. A voice comes back, DFT 7118, you are clear to dock at Bay 6. Port time is 11.45 a.m. Docking fee is 1,000 credits. Thank you, Reunion Station. Beginning approach. And the response comes back, acknowledge DFT 7118. And then a recorded voice begins. Welcome to Reunion Station. Please observe the following rules while within both the space station and the ground station. No weapons of any kind are permitted on the space station. On the ground station, only slug pistols worn in plain sight are permitted. Please observe all signs posted around the stations. Please respect and obey all port security personnel. So you guys are looking on your view screens. I don't, the only picture I have of Reunion Station is in my head, but I found a couple of pictures that really remind me of it. Reunion Station, wait, do I have a description written? It is like a big cylinder with a dome on top. The bottom half of the dome is lined with bay doors and the top half of the dome is clear, and it's where the concourse is. So that would be something like this. So you can see how it's a cylinder with a dome on top, okay? Um, now this station is a lot bigger than that. It did remind me 
Uh, the picture I have in my head also reminds me of the big uh, Starfleet star bases on Star Trek. Whoa. Yeah. So again, it's a, it's a big cylinder with a dome on top, and the dome is clear, though. Okay? And yes, the bottom rim of the dome is circled in bay doors, a dozen or more around the edge. And this station is massive. Now, as you're approaching it, um, oh dear, I already forgot. But as you're approaching it, you're obviously also approaching a planet. I mean, it takes up most of your screen, obviously, you know. And so, then, so the Dallas station is in orbit. The station is in orbit, yes. This big cylinder with the dome on top. And the, the planet is up here, and the station is here. So the dome is facing the planet. Everybody got that? So you're getting closer and closer, and of course the closer you get, the planet gets, you know, planet-sized. It's brilliant and bright and all the colors of light. Um, and as you guys are just looking at your view screens like, wow, the recorded voice continues. We hope your visit is pleasant and are here to help. Reunion Station offers the following services. Fuel, as well as A, B, and C grade foodstuffs are available for sale on the high station. Repair services are available for most smaller ships at both stations, though you may ask, be asked to use one or the other. A variety of shopping and entertainment venues conduct business in this station as well as Planetside. These are independent leases not owned by Reunion Station. Please report any unprofessional behavior to the port authorities. Now, as you approach the station, Jex slowly rotates the ship so that by the time you pass through into the top of the station, you are now what a moment ago you considered upside down. So the dome, you got the cylinder, you've got the dome. You guys were coming in upside down, and now you're right side up, and you're entering the bottom of the dome. Okay? You reorient quickly, and it doesn't quite... Oh, oh I'm getting ahead of myself. So, inside of this dome, um, it'd be really handy if you've all seen Star Trek III, because I'm visualizing the beginning of it when the Enterprise comes into the dock. You have obviously a massive space inside. And then in the center of it, you have a hub, and these little, well, I say little compared to the rest of the ships, they're like tunnels that stick out, but they're not round. They're kind of squarish, you know? And um, there's bunches of them sticking out from the hub. And then there's like one control room where it goes around the hub and it's got windows and people that are watching. You come sliding in to one of these, uh, I, I had the right word for it, berths. Short berths protrude, protrude from the hub. And one has its huge door open and you are slowly approaching it. And then you eventually land, and we're going to get to what that looks like in a moment. Um, once you land, he calls on the comm again, Reunion Station, DFT-7118 has docked. The response come back, comes back, confirmed DFT-7118, closing bay door, full atmosphere in one minute. And he says, acknowledge, Station. 
And now he pushes buttons and enters codes and flips switches and control panels start powering off, leaving the bridge dark and silent. So the whole bridge has just been shut down. The whole ship has just been shut down. He's going to lead you guys to the cargo bay. He punches a few buttons um, on a control pedestal, and the big ramp on the back of the ship lowers down, and you guys go to the, the airlock and down the ramp. Now, does anybody remember what we forgot to do last time? Show the ship. That's right. We forgot to see what the ship we're flying in looks like. So now, are you guys ready to find out what this ship looks like you've all been flying in? No, no, we'll be okay without the drum roll. Okay, let me be clear. This is not the colors that your ship is painted. But this is the type of ship that we're talking about. See the little car down there and the little bitty dude? That is the size of the ship that you guys are in. That is your ship. Again, not those colors. And of course, that one has a window on the front, and I say that mine has no windows. So, what I'm going to do now is send you guys a few pictures of what Far Trader ships look like in this game. Okay? So, they're going to start coming in, and you guys are going to look at these pictures and then get an idea in your own mind of what you think that your ship looks like. Whoa. So here are various ways that this type of ship can look. So we can talk eventually about what color scheme you guys think that this ship might have, but does everybody have a pretty good picture in their head now of what, what the ship they're traveling on looks like? Okay, now, as far as where you guys just landed, you are in a big birthing area, a big dock sort of thing. Um, and a huge door has just closed behind you um, and pressurized, and that's why you guys were able to get off the ship. I came across this, and I even thought that this ship kind of looked like a Beowulf class far trader. So here is a pretty good, now again, obviously this is not our ship, but I love the way that this um, dock looks. Does everybody see the warning on the ground? Warning, low gravity? Yeah. Yeah, so Can't maybe gravity that. here ain't perfect. Look at those big hydraulics on the side. Oh, man. These right here. So probably we flew onto this thing, landed here, and I guess they can lower the ship down, maybe to where the mechanics can get at it, raise it up. Uh, move it down to the door. And then way over here on the side is a huge door that you guys are going to go into to actually enter the starport. So, are we all clear about what the starport looks like and what our ship looks like? Okay. So, what do you think? Is it a pretty cool ship? Even if it doesn't have weapons and all that? Okay, so you guys go through that big door, and just inside there is another room, and it's got a window where there is a gal 
behind the window. It's got a little uh, cutout like to slide things through. And um, Jet walks up to the window and the gal says, Welcome to Reunion Station. Will you require any services? Um, what time is it? Quarter after four. Okay, I'm going to not do that, and I hope I don't regret it. Welcome to Reunion, or no, she, she sounds bored. Welcome to Reunion Station, when you require any services. And um, uh, he says no, and she says, birth and fee, 1,000 credits, please. He takes a card out of his pocket and hands it to her through the window. She has it a moment. And then she slides it back through and says, enjoy your stay, and hits a button. And an inner door off to the side opens and leads to a featureless corridor that ends in an elevator. Okay. You guys get into the elevator, and you take the elevator up. And when you get out, you guys are in a massive promenade concourse. There are, yes, it's kind of like a really nice mall. He's been hearing way too much of my ideas already. Except that there are thousands of people. And there are booths, and we're going to get to the most prominent thing first. The dome above you. It makes you want to hold on to something. Because that planet takes up the entire dome. So it's like a big glass dome. And you guys, when you look up, you are looking at the planet. Okay? The view is dizzying. And then, as if that isn't enough, when you bring your eyes down, in the middle of this concourse, there is this giant hole in the floor lined by a guardrail. It's a couple hundred feet across. And as you look down in it, it's a, below what must, be, what must be hundreds of floors with rings of walkways around them, like an endless massive spiral staircase. But each circle has a dozen or so elevator doors around it, and between them, countless doors to the suites and rooms available for nightly and weekly stays. This view is also dizzying. It is a long way down, and you can't see the bottom. Everybody getting all this? Yeah. I mean, this, this hole in the floor is a couple of hundred feet around, and as you look down, I mean, you don't see a bottom. You just see floor after floor after floor of rooms and elevators. And then when you look up, there's an entire planet hanging above you. As you guys are looking up, Jack says, that's something, huh? And get this. The whole station rotates as the planet does. So at midday, the sunlit planet fills the dome sky. And as the planet turns, the station slowly turns away from the darkening planet face until at midnight, the dome is turned toward deep space and there's nothing but darkness and stars. Yeah, shit. Yeah. turn up some. But the port itself never closes. Business and entertainment are here at the, at the top anytime, day or night, without ever stopping. So as far as things you see around the 
promenade slash concourse, um, there are jugglers and fire dancers, a vocal ensemble on one corner, a lone musician on the next, games of chance, games of skill, vendors of every kind of food, drink, and inhaler. Now, there's also the smell of popcorn and roasting nuts, um, meats and exotic spices, cotton candy and ice planets, alien liquors and Terran coffees. Every aroma tempts you to go and sample its origin. And you hear vendors shouting, laughter, live bands blaring from inside bars. You pass one outdoor coffee shop area um, that shouldn't have been outdoor. You pass one coffee shop area where a few people have brought various instruments and are having an improvised jam session. It is very loud here. Any questions so far? Are we going to get some time to explore? Um, yes. And he, he says, I've got to attend to some business. So why don't you guys wander and take it all in. I'll calm you later and we'll head to the low port and make some money. So the kinds of things that are here. There are entertainers, there are shops, there are everything. It's, it's like a city in space, but kind of geared toward, I don't know, it's kind of a cross between a casino that's geared toward tourists and a truck stop that's geared toward, you know, like long haul truckers. Okay. So, what do you guys want to do now? I want to do research on the yeah. Dulos Corporation. I want to tell, I'm going to group, I want to find out what this corporation's about. I think this is our best chance to get real information. I think we should see if there's a life there. No, we'll probably stick together so we don't get lost. And if we get lost, we get lost. Well, and we don't have any money, so it's not like we can even go get lunch. <laughs> yeah. So is there a console? Is there like some kind of registry where we can see, get directions, you know, get like, you know, the mall map. Yes, you occasionally see an information kiosk where you can pull up um, like a map of the starport, the various shops that are available, and you do not see any bookstores. Okay. Um, did you say library? You do not see a library either. Maybe we should go to the kiosk and see what's the, uh, the information. The kiosk That's what I mean. You guys are on the kiosk we, looking for this stuff. And there's no like encyclopedia or anything on the kiosk itself. Is there like okay. any computer labs with anything? You don't see anything that jumps out at you as far as computer lab on the maps of the information. Okay, so we need to. I think. As a matter of fact, go. when you guys are looking through this stuff. You're saying, wow, this is like really a tourist trap. Okay. So go on. I think we should find a place where they wouldn't demand that we buy something, where there might be either workers we could talk to, pilots we could talk to, something like that. So like Maybe a place of ill repute well, like that would be less likely to be monitored, maybe, or have duos employees at. Like a place where pilots like to go. Now you do see some bars and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think I would uh, be curious to walk into a bar and take a look around. Okay. 
What about parks? Is there parks? Um, yeah, there is a, uh, a couple of open grassy areas where you can take in the view above you and that sort of I thing. I have a Is there a Dulos recruiting center on the station? There is not. Okay, that's interesting. Isn't it? Are there any recruiting stations? Hmm. Well, let's go with no. Okay. You've been to a casino, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like a Vegas casino, right? Or Atlantic City. Um, yeah. I mean, whatever you might expect to find in there is what you're going to find here. Yeah. So I, w I think we should go into a bar. Yeah. We should split up and try to see if anybody knows anything about the Dulos Corporation. But let's not just ask them outright. Let's maybe, you know, maybe we can start to talk about our story and see if they respond. Maybe we can say, oh, I just woke up, I don't remember anything, and here I am. I don't even know my name or anything. Uh, we should split up in one bar and see if anyone will tell us anything. And they meet up in the circle. Yeah. Um, the name of the bar is the Stuck Pig. Um, and when you go in there, it ain't exactly a swanky place. Um, and you see people that um, definitely spacers. Um, you do see a handful of people that are wearing uniforms, not like yours per se, but this or that corporation, um, this or that freight, this or that um, shipping. So obviously there are people like yourselves in here who, who work the lanes, so to speak. Um, and there are, of course, just average what kind of people are you seeking out, or is that even the sort of thinking you're doing? I would think average people. I would so, want to talk to somebody who looks like they've been in space a long time. Yeah, like an average pilot that's not from a corporation, because they might not know anything and just say bad things about it because they don't like the corporation. Okay, since this is the last segment, we're going to try to do this quicker way. Bardak. I would look for someone like alone in a booth that looks for a couple people that look very experienced in space, not from the corporations, and I would go up to them and say, you would not believe what just happened to me. And then I would tell them, we woke up, don't know who we are, don't remember anything, I have to drink this thing called brain juice. To kind of explain what Jack said and see what they can tell me. And I would be looking for have they heard of this? Do they have any idea what is going on? And you said what kind of people? Like experienced. Uh, but not corporate necessarily. Not corporate, yeah. Okay. Not corporate necessarily or not corporate? Mm, not necessarily, I think. Okay. I would try to look for the most people that appeared to me to be the most experienced in space in terms of 
being in the most places, seeing, having seen the most things. Okay. And where do you suppose this would be happening? At a table or at the bar? I think it would happen at the table. Table? Yeah. Okay. I'll say that you came across a couple of spacers at a table. And you, um... Uh, would it be a, could I talk to you guys a minute before you launch into the you won't believe what happened to me? Or would you just sit down? I would just down? launch into it. You would sit down and launch into it? Yes. Okay. So you sit down at their table, and you launch into the guess what happened to me, and they tell you this stuff, or you tell them this stuff, and they kind of roll their eyes and act not surprised and say, yeah, do those people are weird. Um, I certainly wouldn't work for them. Um, I hear nothing but odd stories coming from Dulos people. And now we're going to pass it along. Um, who might you try to talk to? Um, let space people that weren't being a corporation at, like, on, at the bar, so if they don't know anything, maybe someone around me could have heard it, or like the guy in the bar, or like, you know, the bartender could tell me something. Okay. As you're sitting there trying to engage somebody in conversation, you overhear something come over the, on the TV. Now, don't read it out loud and don't show it to anybody. You tell me when you're done reading it. And then the bartender changes the channel over to the game. Okay, because everybody wants to see the game. But that seems odd to you, and you, when you are with everybody, are going to tell them about that. Okay? But what I want you to do, don't read it off the screen to them. Just paraphrase. Tell them what you heard from the TV. All right, so let's pass it right along. Um, Veronics, you're in this bar. What are you doing? I would go up to people, like people who are new this corporation. Find out if somebody knows. And they, it seems like a lot of them have heard of Dulos Corporation, and they don't seem to know much other than they hear weird stories and they're a shipping company. Well, I'm going to go up to the bar, but I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to just kind of scope them out and go up to one of them. Uh, Somebody at the bar? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Somebody not in the corporation and go, hey, don't I know you? That's a good idea. Okay. So, um, tell me something about this person. What do you mean? Like, what they look like? What kind of person? If, um, if you were specific, I missed it. Is this a corporate person or a civilian? Or no, it's a civilian. Civilian? Uh, or at least unaffiliated. Okay, don't I know you? And male or female? Male. Male says, um, 
So looks you up and down and says, I, I think, yeah, you probably do. How long has it been? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, same old, just working. And you? We went out on a date together, remember? Where was that? We were we went out on a date. Yeah, I'm gonna say that he kind of plays along. Like uh, if 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 you're gonna think you know him, then he's gonna play along with it. Um, and uh, he's going to say that maybe it was at the low court on Zub. Um, and that, uh, that you guys had a lot of fun, but, uh, he's lost your number since then. Mm. Or whatever the space equivalent of lost <laughs> I meant to call you back. Okay, so it's obvious that he doesn't know about Dulos Corporation because he's playing along. Well, he glanced down at... What you assume he was looking at your name tag and your patch, um, but um, he doesn't seem to have any kind of response to that or opinion about it. Um, yet when you glanced over, you saw Boss walking away from the bar, and um, <clears throat> as you are sitting there trying to get information from here from him, you overhear something on the TV. I'm going to whisper it in your ear, and you better listen close, because I am only going to whisper it once. Okay? <clears throat> so, what you hear is... So, you can um, continue your conversation with him, or... You can feel like you've got something to tell the others and go reunite with them. I want to invite him. I was like, well, it's got to be bad working at the freight yards. Why don't you come work for us? You come on our ship and work for us. Um, he's not biting. Um, it, it seems to you that he would be happy to buy you a drink and maybe take you back to his place, but he doesn't seem to want to talk about anything else. Okay. So everybody has gotten a turn. Now, if um, everybody has gotten a turn, and so far you've gotten nothing aside from these two, which have gotten uh, cryptic snippets. Boy, say that three times fast. It almost be a bad name. But yes, in all of the little fishing that you guys have done, you have found out only what we have already covered. That people do know about the Dulos Corporation, and they, they know that they've heard weird stories from the people that work for them. But that's about all that you've got. Which is still something, because it tells you something is just kind of odd here. Yeah. Since we are ten minutes away from the final beeper, I would recommend that you guys might want to come together and share notes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what did you guys find out? Like, the uh, corporation was doing this thing with their employees. What thing? Um, I didn't 
really get anything from the guy I was talking to. He was just playing along. He didn't know me. Um, but I did hear on the TV something about the Dulos CEO. Uh, he was unavailable for comment at press time. So I don't know what they were talking about. I only caught that little bit of information. Well, like they were like the Dulos Corporation was like recent, uh, like denying recent things with their employees. What things? <laughs> like these allegations. What the allegations? So I wonder That's if what they he had were for alleging them. against um, Dulos. And I guess they must mm -hmm. not have been able, they must not have been around for comment. Maybe one of us could like distract Jax in a, uh, like in a cargo somewhere, or one of us goes into his off, breaks his, into his office, and checks like the papers, his papers and tablet. Where is Jax right now? He's um, doing business. We could go now to the show. We could do that and see if he's there. Okay. And if he's not, maybe one of us could go into his office. And then the others can work hard. And then if Jex comes, we could alert them. Does our TV on the ship pick up local news? Yeah. But yeah, okay. I think you should break into the office. I'll watch the local news. You guys go practice unarmed melee in the cargo bay. And when Jax comes back, you invite him to spar with you. Oh, that's, that's right, because he's going to have to walk right where they are. They could be standing guard, but be discreet about it. That's, uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like you guys have a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so i got to make a quick run to the lab, grab some stuff, Bridge. I'll watch the news. Yeah. So, uh, it seems to me this is probably where we ought to break then. And you guys can begin this plan when we meet again. Alright. Alright, I'm stopping the timer. Uh, once again, you guys did great. <clears throat> you guys did, did some great chewing on the material, and I love where this is headed. And I congratulate every one of you. You really, uh, you really setting it up and knocking it down. And I don't know if I can wait two weeks because this is getting exciting now. Yeah. If all else fails, we can just push Jax down that center thing. <laughs> <laughs> Take the ship.